to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at indiancreekbaptistchurch.org. It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. When I first met Rachel, and uh, it just so greatly describes uh, his depth and love for us that uh, I thought, sure, it'd be great for the description of my depth and love for her. Um, I don't know if she knew that yet or not, but we have been, uh, for the last couple of weeks, uh, well, pretty much the whole month of December, we've been looking at the reason for the season. Uh, We looked at the prophecies concerning Christ and his birth. We looked at uh, the fulfillment of his birth. And uh, today, we are going to continue that uh, thought as we are still in what we would consider a holiday season. Uh, We're going to be in Exodus chapter 12 this morning. And we are going to look at the reason for the new year, the reason that we celebrate uh, right now uh, what we are getting ready to celebrate tonight. Um, Exodus chapter 12 and verse number 1 is where we're going to begin. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, You shall take it out from among the sheep and from the goats. You shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden, at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning shall ye burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Let's pray. Father God, again, thank you. Thank you for sending your Son to walk this earth, to live the life that we've lived, to be tempted in all points, and to live it a pure and holy 
sinless life. But Lord, thank you most of all for sending your son to the cross of Calvary to die and pay for our sins, to give us that hope of eternal life with you. Lord, to give us that gift of salvation. Lord, I pray that not only have we unwrapped it and taken it, made it our own, but Lord, that we would use it, that we would walk it and live it every day. So God, please guide us and direct us today. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, it is almost Happy New Year. Tonight at midnight, the clock will roll over and it will become 2024. I never, honestly never thought that I would see 2024. Being born in 1983, um, I just never really thought about that it was going to be the year 2000. And then for those of you that were alive in the year 2000 and the Y2K bug and the world was going to end and people were burying themselves in bunkers and removing all electronics and, uh, you know, there's all kinds of movies out there about machines coming alive and killing people because of a glitch and all of these things. We're in 2024, almost. But the thing that happens every year at New Year's, every year this time of year, people make New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm just going to say right now, I'm not against New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions are a great thing. Who wouldn't want to be better the next year? But I want to give you a thought. Because what happens when we make New Year's resolutions? Generally, they include, I want to get in better shape. I want to do this. I want to, you know, I want to get a better job. I want to do these things. I want to quit eating this and... They, they oftentimes focus on our appearance or on our status. And even more oftentimes than not, by the end of January, they're already out the window. Uh, people buy gym memberships. They use them in the month of January and then never enter the gym again. It happens every year. So I want to challenge you. Instead of making a resolution for the whole year, God wants us to make daily resolutions. You see, we're not living our life for next year because the Bible tells us that our lives are but a vapor. One day they're here, one day they're gone. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We need to live our lives for tomorrow, for today. But that also means we need to not dwell on our past. So, again, over the last three weeks, we've been looking at the reason for the season. We've been looking at why Christmas came. And we understand that ultimately Christmas came because way back in the beginning, Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. They disobeyed God. They ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And sin entered the world. And God in His grace and His mercy made them coats of skins and, and gave them a way, gave them a promise that one day they would once again be able to be eternal beings with Him. Again, back to 1 Corinthians 10.13. If they chose to take the way of escape that God had prepared for them. 
But let's look at why New Year's. In Exodus, right here in Exodus chapter 12, God says, this now is going to be, speaking to Aaron and Moses, this is going to be the first month of the year. So the first thing we understand is that God ordained time. God created time. Back in Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 3, God said, let there be light. And he divided the light from the darkness. God created time. At the end of verse number 3, it says, and the morning and the evening and the morning were the first day. First thing, the evening and the morning were the first day. Okay, we have to remember that. God created time. He gave purpose and order to confusion. Genesis chapter 1 goes through the six days of creation. And then the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 1 that on the seventh day, God rested. This was the first week. God created our week. He created did everything, did all of his work in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. Then God put those weeks into months. And we don't see where God did that. We don't see where the Bible tells us that God did that. But we know from reading and understanding how God interacted with people that there are months and there are years. There are seasons. God took those months, 12 of them, and put them into a year. But somewhere down the line... Satan decided, as he always does, that he wanted to mess things up. You see, the thing about Satan is, Satan was a cherub. He was the highest angel. He was created beautiful. He was designed to reflect the light of God, covered in precious gemstones. But he fell. And in his fall, it was because of his pride, because he wanted to be God. He wanted to have his throne exalted above God's. Satan is a counterfeit. As we went out, we did some shopping yesterday and went to the thrift store. And uh, one of the odd times that I actually have cash, because we had gone and celebrated Josiah's birthday on Friday. And I didn't want my debit card flying around at that place because... Yeah, anyway. But when you hand someone a large bill, a 20, a 50, a 100, generally they check it to make sure that it's real. They, they mark it. They look at They have uh, special paper. They have holograms. They have special threads woven in. They have things that react to – the ink reacts to a certain – a chemical that makes it change and all of these things so that it can't be counterfeited. Because counterfeiting is making something as close to the original as possible, but it's fake. So God created time. He created, gave order to the chaos and Satan twisted it. When God originally laid out the calendar for the Jews... God set 12 months with 30 days in each month. Did you guys know that? That's only 360 days in a year. 
we celebrate 365, or we, we have 365 in our calendar year. God said the day is from the evening to the morning. Starts in the evening. It starts at sunset. The evening ends at sunup. And then the day ends at sunset again. Hmm. God put the first month of the year in the month where the Jews celebrate the Passover. We celebrate it in January. Now, that's not even to go into the fact that God named all of the months. We don't, our months don't match up to those names. It really makes you think. By the time we get to our text here in Exodus, a lot has happened. Again, sin has entered the world. The, the nation of Israel has been pulled out of the heathen. God has spoken to Abraham. Abraham has separated himself. Lot has been removed. Uh, Isaac has been born. Ishmael was, was born and removed. And Isaac has now been born. And, and he's had Jacob. And Jacob has now become Israel. And Israel has had his 12 sons and they've had the famine and they've gone to Egypt and they've been supposed to leave and, and Joseph was there and, and now Moses has been raised up because Israel spent 400 years in Egypt instead of just a short time to survive the famine. And Moses has been raised up and God once again wants his people to follow him. The main problem in all of that time is that Israel has mixed with the world. And even when you read in the book of Exodus, as they go through the Passover, if you continue from Exodus chapter 12, the Passover happens, the firstborn in all Egypt dies, and Pharaoh runs them out. But when they leave, it's not just Israelites. It's a mixed multitude. There's Egyptians that go with them. It's been, their, their, their families have been tainted. Today, as we look at New Year's, I want us to really see what happened and why we celebrate the way we do. But also, I want you to understand what God really wanted for us. The eagle-eyed, and I've said it a minute ago, would realize that there's only 360 days in God's calendar, but we celebrate 365. We talked that, that this is the month, and I didn't give the month's name, uh, but God set a specific month in which the Passover would happen. You guys know what else happened on the Passover? Come on, this is easy. Christ died on the Passover. Now, we celebrate the Passover March or April when we celebrate Easter. So if we celebrate the Passover in March or April, but God made the beginning of the year in the month where the Passover is, how are we at January? Well, the truth is, it's all because of Caesar. Julius Caesar, when he took power, decided that he wanted the first of the year to be in January 
which is the month that Rome named after Janus, one of their false gods. So he wanted January 1st to be the beginning of the year because Janus, their false god, was believed to have a specific power. Now, he had two faces. And I don't just mean that you know, he was good and evil and the way we see two-faced people today, but he literally had two, fa two faces. And the Romans believed that these two faces allowed Janus to view the past, but also to view the future and to predict the future. That's why we, as we celebrate the new year, we look at our past and we make resolutions to be better the next year. But... This having two faces sounds kind of familiar. Go with me to Ezekiel. Let me find Ezekiel. Again, never be ashamed to use the table of contents. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse number 1. It says, Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Kibar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kibar. And the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and in brightness was about it sorry and a brightness was about it and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures and this was their appearance they had the likeness of a man and every one had four faces and every one had four wings and their feet were straight feet and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. And they had, they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. When they went, they went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion. On the right side, and they four had the face of an ox. On the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. Thus were all the faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went, every one straight forward, whither the spirit was to go. They went, and they turned not when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire and like the appearance of lamps. It went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. And the living creatures ran and returned as the, as the appearance of a flash of lightning. 
Ezekiel here is seeing angels created by God that have four faces. The face of a man, the face of an ox, the face of a lion, and the face of an eagle. Caesar is celebrating a false god. He's celebrating a fallen angel. The Roman calendar, again, has 365 days. The Roman day starts at midnight and goes to midnight. So it starts in the middle of the evening and then goes to the middle of the evening. It's off just a little. But that's why we celebrate New Year's here around the world like we do. Now the Chinese have their own New Year's. I can't remember if there's... I'm trying to think of any other nationality that celebrates its own New Year, but... The Chinese New Year is also based on zodiac signs. It's based on uh, the, the false gods. But when we celebrate, we need to understand that God does things decently and in order. He sent Christ to this earth as a gift, as a baby, born of a virgin. We celebrate that at Christmas time. God instructed Israel to celebrate their new year. To, their new year started at the Passover. Christ was crucified on the Passover. Now, without getting into a lot of other things, the differences in the calendars has caused so much confusion that it that people are on when Christ was crucified on what day he was crucified on and, and all of these things that it's muddied the waters and it's not allowed people to truly understand God. We saw it in, in Judges last week. As we looked at Jephthah, we understand that Jephthah loved God and wanted to walk with God, that he was chosen by God to be judge over Israel. Yet, because he had not separated himself from the world, he mixed what the world believed and what he believed in order to serve God. He made the vow and, and lost his child, sacrificed his child. We need to understand all of this points to the new life. The reason that God put the new year in the month that he would have the Passover is a new life. It's when God was going to remove Israel from Egypt. He was going to leave everything. They were to leave everything behind that they knew in Egypt and serve God and God alone. God was going to show his power in destroying the firstborn of Egypt, releasing them from what they had to do. But that Passover is also a picture of of what he was going to do on the cross of Calvary. Giving his only begotten son. To die on the cross. To pay our way into the new life. 
The blood on the doorposts creates a cross. Doorpost and the lintel. Anyone under the under the blood of Christ, under the blood of that lamb, would have a new life. Free of all of the pain and hurt of the world. That's what I want us to focus on. Now, we're never going to get back to living on God's calendar until we get to heaven. It's not like daylight savings time where we can just decide, yeah, we're going to do that or not. They left it up to the states. There's a few states that have decided, no, we're not going to do daylight savings time. We're not going to do that. This is now set. This is the way the entire world operates. But just because it's the way the entire world operates doesn't mean that we can't still follow God and do things God's way. So as we begin this new year, let's focus on God. Daniel chapter 1, Daniel purposed in his heart, in prison, his life was set. There's nothing else that he can do. There's no way that he can go back to where he was before. He is captured. Israel is being punished. He is in captivity, in prison, but he purposed in his heart, in the middle of all of that, that he was going to serve God, God's way. That he wasn't going to be defiled with a portion of the king's meat. He wasn't going to be defiled like the rest of the world. And God blessed him. Joseph was thrown into the pit by his brothers. Was sold into slavery. Was put in Potiphar's house. Was then thrown in prison because Potiphar's wife accused him falsely. And in all those things, he continued to serve God the way that God wanted him to. And God blessed him. God brought, raised him up to be second in command. God raised Daniel up to be second in command over all of the provinces. God gave Daniel sway over so many kings. Nebuchadnezzar, the, the king that built the idol that they all had to bow down to whenever the music played, came to know God because of Daniel. So this year, you can make resolutions. I, I want you to be better next year than you were last year. I want to be better next year than I was last year. But let's do it God's way. Let's look at our past, see where we need to change. And let's purpose in our heart every day to make those changes. Caesar thought he could only do that once. He thought that by celebrating the new year on January 1st. That he would get the power of Janus. And he'd be able to look into the past. And look into the future. And make those plans for the future. But he only thought he could do it once. God created time. He created us. He created order. We have that ability each and every day. 1 Corinthians 10.13 I had this verse when I first got saved. It was my screensaver 
on my phone, it was on my computer, uh, because I was, I was a mess. I was in the middle of, um, I was in a very bad place, and I was in the middle of uh, a very, uh, a situation that is not conducive to the Christian life. Policemen, firemen, EMS workers, military personnel, because of all of the hard and, and painful things that they deal with each and every day, they, they grow this very disturbing sense of humor and a very disturbing shell. And they, they cope with things in a different way. And I was in the middle of all of that. But again, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. We have to choose that way. But it's not just choose it once and we're done. We have to choose that way every day. As we drove down to Arkansas, I, I've always just put it in the GPS and I follow the GPS and it tells me turn by turn. And I get to the point where I get tired of that. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I lived around Kansas City for three years. I know where I'm going. And, of course, I took the wrong turn. Yeah. I did. Uh, I, I One exit too early, I was going to Pleasant Hill instead of going to 49 to go south to Arkansas. The way we went, we still got where we were going. We just took the long way. The thing is, all those exits are marked. Every intersection is marked with a road sign. Every choice in our life is marked, whether it's good or bad, if we choose to look for it. James 4.8 says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So take that step today, this afternoon, this evening. Maybe it's all of them. I know for me, it's every 10 minutes. Still, I have to choose the purpose in my heart to serve God. So as we get into the new year, let's just be like Daniel. Let's celebrate the true meaning of why we have a new year, because it's a new life, it's a new beginning. And let's purpose in our hearts to serve God daily. Don't worry about tomorrow. I mean, I don't know how many times we've almost died. Probably 30 on Friday, just having Abby drive me around Marshalltown. <laughs> <laughs> and she and she only drove from the bank into the parking lot at the mall. <laughs> yes, people are stupid. But we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what 10 minutes from now is going to bring. But we do know that we can purpose right now to serve God to the best of our ability. And if he gives us another 10 minutes, we can purpose then to serve God to the best of our ability. And the Bible is proven out time and time again. If we do that, 
nations can be changed. Joseph saved Egypt. Saved him from a famine. Daniel took multiple kings down the path of God and paved the way for Nehemiah, for Esther, for Ezra to go back and rebuild Jerusalem. It's through Daniel and Daniel's faith that those kings ordered for Jerusalem to be rebuilt, for the temple to be rebuilt, and not only ordered it, but paid for it. You think Trump got that on his own when he said Mexico was going to pay for the wall? God can do it. Now, I'm not saying that Trump was following God. I'm not. But I'm saying through Daniel, because of Daniel's purposing in his heart to serve God, the heathen kings paid and provided for the temple and for Jerusalem to be rebuilt. We want to see this city changed. We want to see this state changed, this country changed. We need to purpose every day to serve God and let God do the work through us.